You're listening to The Whole Church Podcast. Our efforts to educate and unite the church are made possible thanks to our sponsors on Captivate and on Patreon. You can get bonus content of our show on either of those platforms or on Apple Podcasts with a private subscription to the Amazal Ministries Podcast Network. Acts 18, 24 through 28 in the Christian Standard Bible say, Now a Jew named Apollos, a native Alexandrian, an eloquent man who was competent in the use of the scriptures, arrived in Ephesus. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he was speaking and teaching accurately about Jesus, although he knew only John's baptism. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. After Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained the way of God to him more accurately. When he wanted to cross over to Achaia, the brothers and sisters wrote to the disciples to welcome him in. Uh, after he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted the Jews in public, demonstrating through the scriptures that Jesus is the Messiah. So in this scripture, we learn about the successes of Apollos' ministry. He started off more arrogant and needed to be held accountable by other ministers, and we're told about a couple doing ministry together in this scripture named Priscilla and Aquila. After they reprimanded Apollos for his attitude, he went on to lead many to Christ. So how might couples in our churches today Learn from this example of how to do ministry together. Yes, I love this question because it really alludes to how, you know, you know, couples and marriages and just um, the fact that God brings us together. It's not just, you know, the world says it's just to make you happy or fulfill you, but it really is for a broader purpose for his church and to sharpen each other like iron sharpens iron. And you can do that within your relationship with each other, but you can also do it together um, in ministry. And that's exactly what we've also been experiencing in our own lives. Um, and I think just to answer your question I think a lot of couples if you feel like you know what's my purpose or what's my you know what am I what am I called to do um, of course we all have individual callings but also if you're in a covenant relationship with someone that God brought you into there's also a purpose in that for his glory so I would just invite um, couples to really press into that like seek God together pray about it um, and watch how he leads you and guides you when he puts on your heart in order to you know, encourage other people, correct them with love, um, and really be shepherds together. Yeah, I also think it's more fun too, to do <laughs> ministry together. Yes. And uh, I mean, um, there are obviously pros and cons with everything, but it's fun. And each person has something unique, mm. unique personalities, unique talents and gifts, and that really just contribute to the global mission to make disciples and to also disciple um, other believers as well. Awesome. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast, hopefully your favorite church unity podcast. Uh, we do have competition, but you know, we're friendly. So today I'm joined, but we are missing Josh. Unfortunately, he is missing this is TJ. He likes to call me the greatest co-host alive. It's not true, but it is flattering. Uh, I am joined by two amazing guests. We have uh, Alex and Grace Tran. How are you guys doing today? Great. Great. Thanks for having us. Yes. Of course. I, you know, I wish Josh could be here, but things <laughs> things do happen. It is unfortunate. Yeah. You guys have your own podcast. You do ministry mm -hmm. together. So we're you know excited to get to know you guys and what you do. 
check out the Anazal Ministries Podcast Network website. The link is below for other shows like ours. And if you're listening on YouTube, be sure to hit like and subscribe. It helps the channel so much. So I don't know if you guys have listened to the show before, but Josh has a favorite form of unity. And it, it's getting up there for me. It's, it, you know, it's, it's a pretty solid form of unity. And that is silliness. Uh, we find that it's really hard to be disunified over something silly. Uh, <laughs> so we always start with a silly question. Today's is, if we had to use one particular kind of candy as our new currency from here on out, which candy would you choose? And we always go first, so I will. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go with probably candy corn. I feel like candy corn is hard enough to produce at home that, uh, you know, uh, what is the forfeiting wouldn't be too big of an issue. There's not too much candy corn. Inflation wouldn't be that bad. Uh, no one's going to eat it because it's candy corn. So that's, that's I'm going to go with candy corn. That's a very thought provoking question. It's, it's multifaceted. There's actually a lot of things to consider. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think for me, well, at first I was thinking my favorite candy, which is trolley eggs which is very hard to find actually but my college um friend got me addicted in college to these little tiny sour eggs but um i realized if that was the currency i would eat them all and then i would have none so um probably a wiser choice would be something that doesn't melt as easily and that i wouldn't want to eat all the time if i was holding it so the first thing that just comes to mind is like those really hard rock candies that are like really hard to chew. <laughs> and mm. so it would just, that would like demotivate me to eat it because it's just not pleasant. Um, and it's harder to melt, hopefully. But yeah. That's funny. yeah. What about you, Alex? You know, this is a very interesting question because <laughs> I actually don't eat sweets or, and that includes candy. Um, me neither. <laughs> Oh, cool. Josh wrote um, this. <laughs> um, I would have to, if I had to choose one, it's, it's not really a candy, but I like mochi. It's okay. just, I don't know if you ever had it, but it's like. Yeah. I think out of the box. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of stretchy. It's kind of chewy. <laughs> and I what? think it's just great currency <laughs> yeah. to, to have. No, that's a good answer. Because you can, yeah. you can make different sizes of mochi and then we can have our different denominations of of currency that way <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Uh, a second i would pick is that came to mind is i used to eat a lot of kit cup bars um growing up and i just think they're a great currency because currency is divisible and kit cup bars are oh, you divisible break it. Um, yeah. yeah that's, wow, that's really clever. i mean that's more than one candy but I <laughs> smart <laughs> smart <laughs> you, know, you know you really get as many if you just want to keep talking about it, you can. That's, uh, <laughs> that's two good answers. Two really good answers. Thank you. Good question. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you, Josh. Uh, so for the actual part of the show, the, you know, <laughs> when we start the real show, uh, we have found that sharing one another's stories really is helpful for engendering unity. And so Alex and Grace, uh, would y'all mind sharing some of us, some of y'all with us about your faith journey and relationships with the church. Yeah. To be uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a really big question. Um, so I'll be really high level and you can feel free to ask questions, but I actually didn't grow up in the Christian church. So I, well, I grew up in a Catholic church. Um, so I went to mass with my mom, but 
you know, growing up, didn't really understand it. it for me, it, as a kid, it, it's kind of boring just because I didn't quite understand it. It was more of like something traditional that we would go to. Um, but as I got older into my teenage years, my uh, parents sort of separated a little bit. Um, not like marriage wise, but just they seemed to drift apart a bit. So I got to spend a lot of time with my dad and my dad was a, and kind of still is a atheist. Um, and so as a young kid, you're very impressionable, including me. So I became a very staunch atheist and I, I remember Christians evangelizing to me and it was just such a turnoff to me that I wanted to debate with them. Um, Obviously, I, I don't do that now, but I was just, you know, I was just standing up for what I believe was true. Um, and then fast forward until college, I was probably 19 or 20 years old. Um, my ex-girlfriend at the time introduced me to a Christian church, um, pretty popular one uh, called Saddleback Church in Southern California, pastored by formerly Rick Warren. Um, mm. And that's where I really got introduced to the Christian church. When I went to my first service, it was just really relevant uh, to me. And I thought, oh, this is not as boring as, as I thought. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of hooked me and really opened up my perspective to what the church could look like. Um, and so that really began my journey to exploring faith more and just asking the hard questions um, and then another pivotal point was when I did an internship in New York. Um, one of my coworkers invited me to go to church. I went with them, met some really great people there and really, really started diving deep more and just asking the hard questions like, who is Jesus? What is salvation? What is sin? The, like the very fundamental uh, questions of the faith. And that's where um, I decided to give my life to Jesus got baptized and that was all in 2013 and since then i developed a passion for integrating my faith with work so for me i work in tech so i'm always looking for ways to really share the gospel share my faith with my coworkers. um had a lot of fruit um as well um in those endeavors and then yeah a few years before this in 2023 i met my wife grace and obviously for the, all the married folks, your life changes when you get, get married for the better. <laughs> Good add on at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So what about you, Grace? What's, what's your story? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm just amazed. I'm always amazed at Alex's ability to high level summarize. So I will attempt to do the same. Um, so for me, I actually have a, a lot of parallels. Like we both have a lot of parallels in our journeys, even though we only met like a handful of years ago. Um, I also grew up not going to church. I, my mom was like nominally Christian, but we didn't really talk about it much at home. Um, especially cause my dad to this day still is pretty agnostic and staunch agnostic, um, not into religion at all. So yeah, I grew up just knowing like, okay, there may be a God. Like sometimes my, sometimes my mom tells me to pray when I'm anxious or when I need help on a test. Cause I'm like cramming right beforehand. <laughs> so it's just very, um, compartmentalized and abstract for me. Um, but then there are a couple of things that happened, you know, between, um, 
when I graduated high school, basically into college. And one of those things was I was invited by two of my friends growing up to this Christian conference. And I didn't have an excuse that summer because I had just got graduated um, high school and I didn't have to prepare for college or do anything. So I was like, I guess I have no excuse and I want to hang out with them. So I guess I'll go. But I honestly had this like image, just like what Alex said of like church being boring. Like I'll just fall asleep. It's going to be so dry and religious. And, and I'm a good person anyway. Like I I don't do those quote unquote bad things that a lot of kids did. So, you know, I think I'm good. But when I went to this conference, I was just like really struck by how the people there, especially people like testifying at the front, like sharing testimonies, were so passionate and in love with Jesus. And I was like, why? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. It just really confused and intrigued me at the same time. Um, In addition to the fact that they were also so loving and kind and had this just vibe about them that when I was talking to them or when I, when I saw them interact, I was like, wow, they have something that I don't have. And I'm just really interested in knowing more. So when I went to college, instead of initially I was going to party hard and just like go crazy, you know, without parental supervision. But instead I just went on a journey of exploring faith and eventually through a campus ministry, a college ministry on campus. um, That's when I committed my life to Christ. And back then I didn't even know what that meant. I think very few of us really do when we make that decision, but I just knew like, this is something I want and something that I want more of, um, even if I can't understand it right now, but I know this is like the right direction at least. Um, and yeah, in terms of church, I think, you know, both of us also have a lot of just diversity in terms of church experiences, which is why I think part of the reason why we wanted to come and are so honored to be on this podcast is because we do have just such a heart for bringing different people together from different sides of the spectrum. Um, we, like Alex has been in a Chinese church, Korean church, um, uh, Baptist multi, church, yeah, Baptist, non-denominational, right, non-denominational, exactly, all that stuff. And then for me, same thing, like I started in college, went to a more charismatic church. But then when I moved to Australia, I went to more of a slightly more Anglican, like conservative church. And then um, when I traveled to to different places, I would always visit uh, many different churches of all different denominations. Um, And it was just so beautiful to see like God is so present and active, no matter what, um, how people express their faith and, and he is everywhere. So yeah, that's a little bit about us. Yeah, that's so that's actually one of the things we really like about doing systematic ecology. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, We, I think, generally, everybody, except there, there are two of me now, but everyone, there is not another person in the same denomination, except for me now, because we cheated a little and recruited an old friend. Um, But yeah, we have a, a Lutheran and a Baptist and there's sort of Catholic and AME Zion and Pentecostal. And it it's great. It was, you know, we are church unity guys mm-hmm. and we started yeah. that. And that it's just, it's really helpful. It shows we can be unified with other denominations. Yeah. So what about y'all's story of meeting each other? How did that happen? <laughs> Definitely a, uh, a God story. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. Um, do we have time? <laughs> you can summarize. Yeah, yeah. The short version is we did not intentionally meet. We used the power of the internet. Um, and so we actually met on a Facebook group. Um, so we follow this Christian YouTuber. They had a private Facebook group. And both of us They're were not on it. Christian, though. It was like, it's like inspirational. <laughs> Christian inspired. Yeah. The, the co-founders are Christian. Um, 
I was living in Southern California and Grace was living in Sydney, Australia. So really literally across the ocean. Um, but we met on this Facebook group. She posted something. I thought her picture was cute. I loved how she mentioned her faith. And we just had a conversation on the comment threads. And uh, skip a few steps later, I DM'd her, got on a meeting with her just to just to get to know her as a friend. Um, a and meeting. She, <laughs> it was literally a meeting. Um, <laughs> I was so formal in my calendar invite. Um, the, so funny. The, title of, <laughs> the title of my calendar invite was literally Alex slash Grace colon casual get to know <laughs> so how confusing could you get <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so we we had that meeting and it turns out we developed feelings for each other uh, over time so we developed a online relationship never seeing each other but we just started develop, developing feelings for each other and then my friend encouraged me and said hey alex if you're serious about this woman you better go pursue her so i booked a ticket to go to Australia to meet her in person to validate if she was real. I did not get catfished. And same. <laughs> we just made it official, officially boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, skip a few more steps. We later moved closer to the same area. So now we live in the San Francisco Bay Area where we both got jobs, got married in December of 2020. And as of this December, it will be almost three years of marriage. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. What a like modern love story. You know, your, your first conversation <laughs> yeah. is just out there forever for anybody that's in the private. <laughs> yes. group. Right. But yeah, that's exactly. super cool. So what about the church you guys attend now? What makes it special? Yeah, well, this is a very interesting question in this time because, um, well, first of all, I'll start with like the basics. Um, so when we both moved here to the Bay, which also was just so God, like he opened doors and led the way. And we were like praying the entire time, like, God, how are we going to close the gap? What does this look like? Who moves where? What about jobs? And um, yeah, so that's a whole different testimony. But basically, after we both got here, we realized we wanted to find a church in this area locally together. It was really difficult for me because I was really integrated with a church that I had been going to before I moved to Australia, but in a different part of the Bay Area. Um, but we wanted to find a church together because we wanted to be active and evolve and be able to invite you know, coworkers or other people easily to, so that they wouldn't have to drive like an hour away. Um, and so that started a whole process. And I remember when we first visited the church uh, that we're a part of, like we, we church hopped a bit. And then this one, we just left being like, wow, they are so aligned with our hearts of like being mission minded, not just, you know, do church things, but like go out and like be a light in your workplace, in your family, in your neighborhoods, wherever. Um, and they seem to be like very in tune with like spiritual um, practices, but also taking that and translating it into practical action. Like how can you actually live this out? Um, which is the whole premise of our current pod podcast that we host right now too. Um, so we just really love that. And then the other thing was, um, just everyone's friendliness. And we went in again, kind of what I mentioned before, when I went to that Christian conference of like, Oh, wow, everybody is like, so, you know, joyful and loving. And we, you know, 
God just really connected us with really great people when we first came. Because sometimes you go into a new place and you're like really unfamiliar and it's daunting, you know, to go to a new place um, or feel maybe excluded, like you're not in the in crowd yet. But they had a really uh, great hospitality team that just uh, welcomed us with open arms or really engaging, invited us to some small groups. So that was just all good signs all around. Um, but yeah, I think the reason why I said, you know, this is an interesting time to like be talking about this too, is um, going along with what we were talking about with church unity. I think in this season, um, especially God's just been like giving us even more capacity and ability to see even bigger than just like one church establishment, if that makes sense. Like we still love and support and are, you know, part of the church, the local church that we attend, but we've also been able to now be part of other ministries and communities outside of that just one location church. And it's just been really beautiful to be able to see even more diversity and, um, see like God's big C church and be a part of supporting that um, in different ways um, and just really connecting with people who are even outside of the the four walls. If yeah, you can call it that. Yeah. We're, we're big fans of the big C church. That will, that's what we want people to see. Yeah. 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 So one thing we like to do before we get to your book to help our audience and ourselves get to know you better is our speed round segment. And we just ask a series of questions about what you believe and ask that you both try to answer in a single sentence, or you can skip it and you just say skip. Uh, we are not allowed to ask any follow-up questions. That rule is for Josh, so Josh doesn't add follow-up questions. Uh, so we should be good there this time. But yeah. do you think you got it, both of you? You ready? Yeah. Just one sentence? <laughs> one, one, okay. one sentence or less. Okay. Or word. <laughs> or one word. Yeah. One sentence, one word. They okay. can be a complex sentence. You can use commas, you know, semicolon, whatever. So are we doing, since it's two people, are we like taking turns or are we doing one person first? You can both sense. do both. Okay. We'll just go one at a time for each question. I, I can go first. I'll okay. questions. Sure. Okay. So do it. who or what is God? God is love, father, authority, and purpose. All right, Grace. I was gonna say God is Father, and He's unconditionally loving, accepting, compassionate, but also worthy of our whole lives. What is salvation? Salvation is being saved from the punishment of sin, and living for eternity with God. Yeah. Um, salvation is something that only Jesus could accomplish um, and not something we can do on our own strength. What is the significance of baptism and the Eucharist? I don't know enough about the Eucharist, but I'll say the significance of baptism is a declaration of faith and personally to show the world that you're not ashamed of your faith in Jesus. Yes, I think both the baptism and the Eucharist are powerful, um, not just symbolically, but also spiritually and just um, remembrance too of what this signifies and meditating on that. What authority does scripture have? The highest authority. <laughs> yes, I was going to say everything. <laughs> uh, okay. So what authority does tradition have? Tradition is, I believe, man-made 
and authority is loose. That's very nuanced. <laughs> I think the authority tradition has is it's very beautiful in many ways, um, but scripture comes first and it's important to differentiate God's commands versus man-made traditions. What are your views on destiny or predestination? <laughs> Easy questions for one second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I believe that God is not surprised by the choices and decisions we make or where we end up in our lives. But at the same time, I believe God gives us free choice mm. to make choices and decisions. Yeah, I think of an analogy of like an author who he wrote a book, but it was like a choose your own adventure book too. So you get to decide things, but he also knows everything that's going to happen already. So he already knows the end of the book. Um, and so one sentence, sorry. <laughs> yes, complicated, but interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, can God change? I believe there is a verse in the Bible that says God cannot change. So no. Yeah, I think God's character doesn't change, but he can change his um, decisions or his, you can, you can move and influence his heart. Agreed. Uh, what do you love about the Bible? I love how the people are just like us, faulty, broken, and they cover a whole spectrum of life stages and situations. I love that the Bible really is a testament of, to God's faithfulness um, that really never ends. Despite how often humanity messes up, He always makes a way and He redeems. What do you love about the church, Big C? I love that it's so colorful and it's not boring. Yeah. Diversity. Yes. I was going to say similarly, I love there's just a wide variety of gifts and strengths and uh, focuses and that we're all just one united body or we're created to be um, and it reminds me of the Avengers like all these superheroes coming together we're stronger together um, to fight the enemy and to pursue God's mission all right so like that's it speed round is easy <laughs> you guys nailed it some Thanks. very these should all be like lectures in our theology yeah. class. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, there is one more. Uh, which, of the, which, if any, of the seven sacraments do you follow? I accidentally skipped that one. Okay. Baptism and marriage. Yeah, I think, to be honest, we're not super familiar with each one. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to say baptism and marriage too. Yeah. yeah. That, that kind of happens with lower liturgical churches. Most churches yeah. follow two, maybe three. Yeah. Very few churches actually adhere to all seven. So it is, I was the same way when I was presented with that list for the first time. I was like, what does <laughs> penance mean? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. It's super easy, right? What is God in one sentence or less? <laughs> but yeah, you guys nailed it. I, I admire the choice to bow out of a question that you do not know enough about to answer. More people should do that when they don't know the answer to a question. It's like, I, <laughs> I don't know. That's you should just be honest. So we haven't had a lot of couples on here, certainly not to be interviewed as a couple. So what's it been like to do a ministry podcast together so far? I'll let Grace go first. Okay. Yeah, it's usually like this. Who's going to go first? Um, 
It's been amazing. I think Alex already alluded before, but yeah, doing ministry together as like a couple on a team has just been like a game changer. I I think, you know, even before we were recording, we were recording, we were saying there's a lot to do um, when it comes to podcasting or business or ministry. Um, and again, like we're not meant to be on mission or do God's fulfill God's purposes alone, like siloed. So um, yeah, I think both of us just really play off each other's different strengths because we are very different. But one thing um, I'll always just go back to, which just really surprised me when I first talked to Alex on his uh, meeting, his calendar invite meeting. <laughs> um, I remember our our conversation was just so um, intriguing to me because I was like, wow, his vision and his values and the, the mission he feels God's put on his heart is exactly aligned with mine. And so I think that's just been such a joy to, to really step into and be active, activated in this year, especially um, as both of us has, have just been propelled even more forward and we're propelling each other forward and doing it together um, there's lots of ups and downs uh, to be sure, but I think, yeah, it's definitely been just a beautiful and fun adventure to do together. Sweet. I'm sure it's easier to schedule, you know, oh, you know yeah. when you live together. Yes. Like, yeah. let me see your phone and see your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah. I, I see one of your questions is, uh, what are, have been your biggest challenges uh, and I'll address those not to be the Debbie downer, but just to be realistic. <laughs> or maybe you can uh, do both the positive and the, the negative. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, well, we, we have a lot going on just like zooming out big picture. So we do have ministry stuff like a podcast, which is also tied to our business that we're starting. I also have a full-time job as well, working in tech. Um, so it's, it's a lot of, plates uh going on and just life stuff too right um right. so i guess that's one of the challenges but through all this um i really think grace like we we see we complement each other pretty well um in terms of just supporting each other on a very practical level like for example today like i cooked us lunch um <laughs> where she was busy editing some some things and other times she would do the, do the same thing where I would be working. Um, we also have uh, complementary strengths as well, um, podcasting and also business. I think uh, Grace ha definitely has the gift of creativity and just thinking outside the box, whereas I have more of a gift of compassion and empathy. Where uh, So I, I have a coaching business, um, so I help people uh, lead them into more healing and wholeness uh, just in general. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been really great to do life together and do ministry and business together and our strengths really show. Uh, with that as well comes the challenges, which are being married. Your lives just blend together and sometimes work, business, ministry blend together as well into your marriage. So I think it's important to separate the two and not always be talking about, oh, we need to do this or what are we going to talk about in this episode? You know, like all the logistical things as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, we need to be reminded that we're not business partners, even though we are, we're first and foremost married and I need to love her like Christ loved the church. And that's my primary responsibility. And 
that's my, uh, yeah, that's my goal as a man in the <laughs> relationship. Aw, very well yeah. said. I, I want to add just one practical example, even from earlier today, because this is a big thing that I think not many people talk about publicly. And it's funny because the example is related to tomorrow. We're actually presenting in a, in a virtual conference um, to couples about how to thrive together as couples. And our, and our topic is about how to stay in sync, emotionally connected with each other. And um, this has been a huge thing that both of us um we don't, we're not perfect at, but we really value and care about. And even earlier today, I was excited to show Alex the presentation I had made and designed for this topic on staying emotionally connected. Um, and, you know, we were eating lunch, but I was excited to show him. So now it's like our personal life, but then blurred to, with our business ministry stuff. And then Alex just communicated like, oh, let's look at that later. Like, I want to connect right now. And so it's kind of meta, but it's it's just an example of just where we've learned to communicate, you know, what do we want right now? So that, you know, sometimes we're more loose with it. We're like, okay, let's look at the presentation now together. Or other times we're like, I just want to be present with you. Let's not talk about work. Uh, let's talk about what's on each other's hearts or minds or what God is, you know, speaking to. Yeah, it is super important to keep your personal life and your work and your ministry life separate a lot of times and a lot of people really struggle with that so yeah. it's yeah super nice to have you know an accountability partner who can be like hey maybe not right now yeah so and i i honestly think it's also a myth that it's like a work-life balance or you know a, a total separation because especially when you're married like a lot of it does blend together and is integrated, but I think it's just mostly about communicating like right now, what is God wanting us to do so that we're not on overdrive. And then if you catch the other person going on overdrive or, or vice versa, you can just like the passage before, like help sharpen each other and correct each other in love and be like, Hey, you know, have you been spending time with God lately or have, you know, maybe you style back or you need to take a break and things like that. Yeah. So those challenges, Yes. that that's that's really it i mean what else i think that's the that's the biggest one i would say yeah Good. but we've been learning a lot about communicating setting boundaries being attuned to what we need um to fill our cup so that we can pour out because you can't pour out from empty um mm -hmm. and yeah i think also just knowing how important it is just like alex said to like cheer each other on and support each other because in entrepreneurship especially like it's really hard to have people understand what you're doing <laughs> like you're usually believing in a vision that hasn't been re uh, realized yet and that just requires a lot of faith on your part and then having somebody along has made the biggest difference for both of us because I'm cheering him on in his um, coaching business and endeavors when most people up to this point haven't really seen him as in a coach uh, role before but I've seen just so much like beauty come out of that and I've known he has like those qualities in him long before so and then vice versa he also cheered me on when I was like scared about doing the podcast and like what will people think and finding my voice and all that stuff so yeah I think that's just that would be the other challenge I would mention mm -hmm. okay so what does Alex bring to the show that you couldn't Grace um, I think the biggest well, the show or the marriage or <laughs> just the show. Okay, you know, if you want to give us both, then we'll take both. <laughs> yeah, because I mean it is similar. <laughs> like what he brings to the podcast and the marriage is he just 
models um, active listening and empathy really well. So one example is typically my style without Alex in the picture would just be like, talk, talk, talk. Like this is the advice I would give. But Alex is so vulnerable and he's always thinking like, what are people feeling and going through? How can I make them feel heard and known and loved? And I think he's able to create that space where it's just like meeting people where they're at. And we've heard a lot of stories from people who are like, wow, I, I, when I listen to the podcast, I feel so um, encouraged and loved and not alone. And that's the whole goal um, is to really speak to people's hearts and help them to know like, this is, you're okay. Like we're validating your struggles because we've been through the same struggles. So yeah, he's super vulnerable. If anybody <laughs> listens to our podcast, we get really real um, with our struggles, our childhood, our wounds and stuff. And I think Alex really just leads by example. And I, I've just learned a lot about that in our podcast and our marriage too. Great. So Alex, oh, <laughs> what is Grace brought to the table that you could not? <laughs> Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but I think her creativity and out-of-the-box thinking, Grace has always been known to be unconventional in, in what she does um, and how it shows up the most in podcasting is just, oh, what if we talk about this? Or, you, you know, like brainstorming topics that people think about or is not talked about very often. Um, and then she's just a creative genius. Like she did all the branding and website and just many things that I... I'm sure I don't even know. So I would say like creativity and just out of the box thinking. Second is she has this knack for adding on to what people say. Whereas I take, I, I pause too much sometimes. That's because <laughs> That's I'm, I'm processing yeah. and that, but I also want to give them space and let them know that they're listened to. Uh, mm -hmm. But she's just like, Oh yeah. And you know, that exercise where you say something and then <laughs> the next person says, and, Blah, 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 and yeah. blah, blah, blah. like improv i think she's really good at that i'm i'm good at improv in conversations but definitely not improv in like acting <laughs> yeah I have scars yeah that. improv skills are good to have especially if you have a podcast <laughs> yeah so, i agree yep yeah. yeah that's definitely definitely valuable to bring to the table uh my friend danny actually popped along at an improv show one time uh i didn't think it was that funny but we did go to the hospital with him that night because Oh. He popped a lung. No, yeah, no, I'm for real. He actually popped his lung. Oh. So at a comedy show? Yeah, at an improv show. At a college improv like, show. He laughed so hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh wow. It was what crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He was he's fine now. He's good. Okay, that's good. Wow. But I, that was insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that I, joke I, must have been <laughs> I don't even remember it. It was at a Christmas improv show. Wild wow. stuff. So uh what is the main purpose for your show and what inspired you to start? Let's unpack that. Yeah, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but it's really just born out of this heart. Well, there's a whole like there's a full story. If anyone's interested, it's on our website because we wanted to detail out and share the testimony of how God has literally been preparing so many parts to this podcast, like many years before it even happened um, and our, in our own lives, even before we met. So if anyone's interested, that's on our website. Um, you can check out the story tab. But um, in terms of 
like more recently, just being even more compelled to start it was um, we just have this heart, both of us, of like going deeper and talking about real things. So, you know, not bashing, you know, sermons or YouTube videos or whatever. It's like those that content that we hear is all really good, but it also really helps. We've learned in our own journey. It really helps when you hear like real people talk about what does this look like in their real life? Because it makes you, first of all, feel like, oh, I'm not crazy for like wondering about this because otherwise you feel like, oh, everyone's got it figured out. I'm the only one who struggles with you know, having faith in my life. But the other part is also learning from their examples, their lessons, the practical tools. And it's almost like a, like a method or a different form of digital discipleship, we feel. So um, part of that was also because we host, um, we were hosting this small group community in our, in our apartment. And we just noticed like every week we would have such great conversations and, it, first of all, wasn't enough time ever to actually cover everything we wanted to talk about. But the second thing was we wanted to share that with even more people outside this group because our apartment can only hold, you know, a certain amount of a handful of people. But we were having conversations with so many other people outside who didn't have communities like this that they could be safe, be loved, be heard and be encouraged by. So this really is um, I feel like this podcast is just like an extension of that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, our target demographic is, I mean, it, we, we, when we're doing podcasts, it is targeted towards like a specific person that we're imagining, but it could really apply, be applied to anyone. Um, but our target is mainly millennials who are working professionals mm-hmm. um, and who have a hunger to really connect their faith with everyday life. So we go through a lot of nuanced topics, like, for example, one this week, we uh, talked about uh, financial wealth or um, side hustles and all that stuff that Mm -hmm. comes with it. Other topics that we talked about is emotional health, generational generational traumas, um, how do we make friends as an adult, and there's, there's a lot more episodes out there. Yeah. But those are some of the examples that we have. That's And that's because people, we're basically talking to ourselves. <laughs> um, and we just wanted to make a podcast that we wanted to listen to as well and and address some questions or concerns that we also are wrestling through too. Yeah. And the other part too is we also regularly would have, you know, we would go to walks together and talk about all these things between ourselves. And like, again, that burning, like, desire to share this with more people who can wrestle with this together with us. Not saying we have it all figured out at all, but just, you know, these are the things that God's revealing to me about this topic as we're wrestling through this and, and trying to figure out how to navigate all this through God's lens and according to his word. Cause you know, the Bible has so much um, wealth of wisdom and it can be very confusing when you're a millennial, a working millennial, especially in a secular workplace to be like, how does, how do I actually apply this to my situation where I feel like my coworkers don't believe in what I believe and how can I be a light and without feeling like I'm weird and, you know, different things like that. So yeah, this really just, um, I mean, just what Alex said, it's born out of our own struggles that we just want to help people with, um, from our own like revelations and thoughts. Yeah, that's awesome. It, you know, you have a established dynamic and you add a camera and two microphones and you're cooking. So, exactly. yeah. So when you pitch the show to somebody, how do you 
how do you sell it? How do you get people to listen? Yeah, well, typically, <laughs> typically, it also depends on who we're talking to, right? Like, um, yeah, are, do they listen to podcasts? Usually, do they not? So, but overall, we say, you know, this podcast is all about having nuanced, authentic conversations that dive into navigating life through God's lens amidst all the impl- the complexities of life. And ultimately our mission is to encourage, um, encourage, equip and empower Christians to live out their faith in their everyday lives. Awesome. Yeah, that's solid. That's nice, nice, succinct. Uh, so do you guys have favorite episodes yet? Are they different? Do you have a different favorite episode? I think, I think they're different. Um, I mean, there's episodes that we enjoy listening to, and there's episodes that we enjoy hosting. Mm. Um, for so I'll give two answers. <laughs> um, the first one, the one I really enjoyed doing the most, was doing it with one of my closest friends, and it was actually talking about what does it look like to have godly friendships in this day and age. And it was pretty much like just talking to a friend, and Grace was. Uh, moderating it and just we were just recounting the moments in our friendship that just that was impactful for us so it was it was pretty much a very um it was an emotional yet also very fulfilling conversation so that's one i enjoyed doing um the one i enjoyed listening to uh there was one i did with my life coach actually talking about generational trauma and just dealing with mental health in, in general. And I've, I'm, I mean, she's been my coach for the last like seven, eight years. Um, and so it was so cool to just have that conversation, but I gleaned so much from that conversation as well, just because I'm such a big advocate for mental, emotional, spiritual health and how that all um, connects together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You make a good point. My, my favorite episode to record is also different from (laughs) to listen to so my favorite one to record was my actually last week's episode I think 19 Uh, it was a special Q&A episode for my birthday Uh, that was just last week Mm, yeah that was fun yeah happy birthday thank you yeah we actually got pretty uh, fun feedback from some people too who said that was one of the most enjoyable episodes (laughs) because we were just like really loose and fun and silly just like you said the power of silliness so um that was just a fun one and the one i loved most listening to there's honestly multiple but i i think the general trend are the ones that really challenge me like when i finish recording and when i'm like in the post-production and i'm listening to it it's like literally ministering to me because it's challenging me and like how can i go deeper in this area and I, I would say all of them do that but there are some particular ones with people who they are just so like on fire and um authentic and genuine about living by faith in whatever area they're specialized in so um even this past week episode 20 with um a youtuber named james pelton he talked about trusting god um so much with wealth and you know um assets, resources, but also time that he said he now prays more than he actually does work. And through that, he's actually seen more fruit because he can trust God with his time. And that theme has come up in multiple. The second um, one I think of is with my friend Christy Childers. We haven't released this one yet, um, but it's about supernatural productivity and how like the concept of time we think is ours to 
to own and manipulate and maximize. But Christy also shared she started when she was working at Meta, actually, she um, started spending three hours in prayer every morning and got her work done like I forget what the statistic was, but a lot faster than she used to. Um, so that just really challenged me as somebody who like wants to maximize my time and thinks I have to work more in order to get more done. Um, and God's just been really ministering to me about trusting him more uh, with with knowing that I, I don't just surrender my resources and uh, talent, but also my literally my time. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's extremely interesting, actually. Uh, so... <laughs> What have you learned while doing the show that you did not know beforehand? How much work <laughs> it is to do a podcast. <laughs> Just being real. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's baseline. Uh, overwhelm. And I think friendships start to show up in different ways. Um, people who you think, well, it's, it's kind of difficult to articulate, but there's friends that you expect and this is, has to do, this is only me, but just friends you expect to support you in certain ways don't. And people who you don't expect do support you um, in ways that you want. Um, so I thought that was super interesting. Just um, who's running along the journey with you. Um, and yeah, I didn't know podcasts were so hard to do. <laughs> it was, it's yeah. time consuming, but it's, it's good. Like scripting and... Um, even like your presence on camera, um, it's not just like, oh, let's show up in my PJs and record <laughs> something. There, there's an art to it too. So it's it's yeah. a skill um, that we just had to learn. Yeah. Although Grace is a lot more natural at it than me. <laughs> it's still it's still um, an intentional effort. I think, yeah, what I meant, I agree. And I, I don't even think it's like difficult. It's just with anything in life that's worth like investing in it's an investment so you have to be committed mm. you have to be willing to get in the weeds and think very deeply and you know just put in the extra uh go the extra mile and i think the misconception a lot of people have is oh yeah you just like get a microphone and it's done you know <laughs> it's, there's like so much more to it um not just technically but also i i would say for us like the thought behind okay what's our purpose? What's our vision? Like, how are we trusting God in the process? And I would say for me, that's the biggest, one of the biggest lessons I've learned doing this podcast has been trusting God to lead rather than the typical entrepreneur or like type A person mindset of like, this is what I want to do. So I'm just going to hustle. And hustle. Do it. I'm just going to by my own strength and willpower, make it happen. Um, and there's nothing against hard work, but I think oftentimes, even us as Christians, our tendency is to do things by our own flesh because we want to control the everything. And we want to make sure we hit success, quote unquote, as how we define it. And so when we get this, when we look at um, numbers and they're not as high or whatever it looks like, we get discouraged. But I think that's like been the biggest uh, thing that God's been just continuing to stretch and grow me in deeper is knowing that uh, number one, he is the most creative genius and the master of all business plans. So he's worth following and I can trust him with my time and uh, strategies and execution and everything. Um, and I won't go wrong if I just walk step 
in, in step with him according to his pace and leading. And then the, that second part is knowing that success is not defined by perceived metrics that humans can measure, but defined by our simple obedience to whatever it is that God is inviting us to do. And he sees our hearts. So that's what really matters. Um, it's, it's very tempting to be like, oh, I just want to like fast track my growth and get results right away that will make me feel good about myself. But oftentimes what God knows is best for us is not the fast track. It's the slow and steady process that refines us and challenges us, but really makes us grow deeper in him. And that's the real treasure of it all. Yeah, it's it's really easy to start a podcast and it's not very easy to run a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. although starting is hard too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's harder yeah. than ev- everybody. Fa- I did not know it was that hard because yeah. Josh started this podcast. He did like five or six episodes without me. This is like the second podcast he started. He started Systematic Ecology. He started Dummy with Theology. And then he asked me to start one with you know a different friend of mine so we could have another show on the Honest Out Ministries podcast network. And I mm-hmm. started and I was like, man, how has he done this this many times? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And but, just with anything that you start, it's all it's a lot of it's in your mind too. Like, you know, will people respond well and will people understand and will it work? And you know, you have so many doubts and questions. So, um I think I forget who said it, but like somebody said entrepreneurship is like 99% a mindset like spiritual game of <laughs> believing that the vision that God's given you, it's it's worth pursuing. Yeah. I like that. So is there anything you get excited about when people interview you that does not get asked often that you like to talk about? This is our cheat question. <laughs> yeah, that's like the question of all questions. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's a good It's a hard question. Uh just personally, right? Oh yeah. Uh, personally, entrepreneurially, business wise, anything. Mm-hmm. Just something you never get to talk about. I like the question. Um yeah, I I like it. This has been asked of me rarely, but a couple of times, but I like the question, what is one uh, misconception people have about you? Basically, what do people misunderstand about you? Yeah. And, so yeah. what do people misunderstand about you? Uh, <laughs> I think people misunderstand me for not caring because I tend to naturally gravitate towards being more reserved or quiet. I like to think of that as contemplative. Um, (laughs) I'm just a deep thinker, but sometimes, like, especially in work meetings, sometimes I give off the impression that, oh, Alex doesn't really care about this. Actually, I do. It just doesn't show. So I guess I need to work on that a little bit more. Um, And as a result of being quiet, people think that you don't have an opinion, whereas I actually do have an opinion. Um, So, yeah, that would be me. How about you? Yeah, um, honestly, that previous question was one of my favorite questions to get asked. (laughs) Like, what have you been learning? What has God been teaching you? Like, that is always, love talking about that because, I don't know, I just have this, like, ingrained heart to share, like, what God's been teaching me in hopes that it can encourage other people, too. Um, And, yeah, I think the other question, the only other question I can think of is, like, um, how can I support you? I, that's not like an interview question. Ooh, that's but a good one. Yeah. I think a lot of people they'll ask you about things, circumstances, but not so much about like 
how can I be there? Or like, what do you need? And, and actually demonstrate that they want to help. Um, so that's always really kind and thoughtful when people reach out and they're like, what do you need? Is there anything I can do to support? Like, know that I'm here and like no pressure at all either, but just genuinely showing that they care. Yeah. Well, is there anything we can do to support you? (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, Thanks for asking. I think the biggest thing is just to um, connect. If anybody, you know, is listening and wants to go deeper and unpack with us, just to um, direct them to our podcast, because we love, you know, growing that space and and having more people join us in these like intimate conversations that we have. Um, And also, you know, Alex mentioned he does coaching one-on-one and he loves it it's it gives me so much joy as his wife to see him light up like helping people with like really deep pain and problems yeah it's a lot of people don't like it but (laughs) i think god made me to be like that i just enjoy i think i have there's a grace to it like i'm i i'm pretty confident i'm very good at it at what i do and I've been able to navigate so many different human circumstances mm-hmm. from people who have been sexually abused, people whose spouses commit suicide, people uh, like situations you could never think of. And just being able to navigate with them, process it and help them find freedom and wholeness is what gives me life. So to everyone who's listening, I'd love to process with you and just reach out. I'll give you a free session as well. Yeah. All right. So where, where do we go to listen to Let's Unpack That with Alex and Grace? Yeah. So you can find all of that at our website with the trans, T-R-A-N-S. That's our last name, Tran, um, with the trans.com or on our social media is also at sign with the trans. And yeah, the podcast is Let's Unpack That with Alex and Grace. You have to put with Alex and Grace because there's multiple Let's Unpack That's. But um, yeah, we just would love to connect with you guys and however we can serve you, encourage you, pray for you, or if you just want to listen in ear, um, we're, we're here. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you're a whole church listener and you've been trapped on the West coast so far away from us for this whole time, now you can go to Alex and grace. Uh, yes. So we always ask our guests if they had to provide one tangible action to help engender Christian unity, what is one practical thing our listeners can do right this second. Hmm. The tangibility is kind of up in the air. (laughs) Okay. So it's kind of hit or miss. Some people know what tangible means and some people don't. I mean, this is more recent for me, but just going to different church gatherings that you're not used to is is a good one, even Mm -hmm. if it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It just opens up your eyes to what is possible or what other believers are up to. Yeah. And it also demystifies misconceptions that you have based on what you've heard about it or uh, other people's judgments on it. You can go and, you know, have an open mind about it. My um, tangible action item I was going to suggest is similar to that, but more in terms of just bringing to your mind, like thinking about who is somebody um, who maybe is a believer or just anyone in general, really, but specifically for this question is a believer who you kind of judge or are not, um, on, on, like when you think about them, it bothers you for some reason. Um, and just to think about that and ask God to give you his eyes to see them. And you can like journal it, you can pray, um, but really just having uh, intentionally practicing empathy and being like, that's a human being. That's 
that's a, you know, God created them, God loves them. And how can I uh, release whatever it is that is like trying to separate, cause division and separate me um, from seeing this person as a human and trying to see them as the enemy when really like there's a bigger enemy that, that they're not the enemy. Um, and yeah, I think the more we can lean into that of like, we're just all brothers and sisters. We're all one part of one big family. So how can we reconcile? How can we forgive? Um, how can we see different colors and different expressions as all beautiful and interconnected, interwoven together? Um, I think that would really help a lot of people feel like we're all, we're all on the same page, guys. We don't need to be like us versus them, you know? Right. So before we wrap up, we like to do our God moment segment. And we just ask everyone to share a moment where they saw God recently, whether that be a blessing or a challenge, a moment of worship, a curse, anything, just somewhere that you saw God. And I'll go first to give you guys enough time to think. Usually I make yeah. Josh go first, so I have enough time to think. So we are missing him greatly in this episode. But uh, my God moment, yeah, yeah. My God moment is going to be, uh, I was recently able to, uh, not only afford to replace the two back tires of mine, which apparently were so bald that it was illegal to drive on them. They looked fine to me, personally. I could have sworn they were okay. Uh, but I was able to afford to do that and help two good friends who got really down on their luck because, you know, I was just able to help financially. And that's not that would not have been possible if it weren't for God. Yeah. It's just true. I don't make that much money. But I had it this time. So... Mm. It's awesome. You're rich in the kingdom. <laughs> yeah. What's where it matters most. Yes. My pockets can yeah. be as empty as they are now, but I'm going to be fine. Yeah. So what about you guys? You, you got God moments for us? Yeah, a ton. I can go first if you're yeah. thinking. Um, I'll just pick one. But yeah, given I mentioned last week was my birthday and it just so happened that about four weeks before, uh, my friend Christy, who I mentioned uh, when we were interviewing her, her for the podcast, we happened to mention, we were just catching up and we were talking about some stuff that God has been stirring in our hearts, some visions, some ideas, but not much clarity yet. Um, but it, it just so happened that she had very like similar aligned parallel things that God was stirring up in her and has been for a while. Um, so she invited us to this ministry, a uh, marketplace ministry boot camp um, at the YWAM base in Kona. Um, and we were there for, for the whole week and it happened to be my birthday week. And it was literally just such a powerful week. I felt so loved by God of like, this is such a gift because I love Hawaii and I love all the things that we were doing and talking about and getting activated in. And then uh, one particular moment that was really powerful was, I think it was one of the first nights, me and Alex actually, this doesn't happen often, but we got into like this misaligned, like, like he said something and then I got triggered and we were like, just not on the same page. Um, and it was related to this training that we were asked to give uh, at the at the missionary camp um, to help people help equip more believers about podcasting um, and, on, and online entrepreneurship. And um, yeah, I was just like really wrestling with that. Like, why do I feel so off and kind of feeling like this is also like a spiritual attack, but I don't know. And I just felt very um, confused. But then that next morning we went to the prayer meeting that we had as part of the boot camp and like just did not expect like everyone called us or 
uh, my friend called us uh, into the middle and everybody just laid hands on me and Alex. Um, and they just, everyone spoke prayers that were like exactly targeting the very things that we had been struggling with. Um, and it was just so specific. Like we didn't tell them any of those details, um, especially, you know, about the previous night. Um, and I was just bawling my eyes out. Like I, before this, I haven't really cried that hard. <laughs> like it sounds kind of weird to say, but I just haven't been like emotionally very available, I guess, in like a lot of these worship settings um, that are like corporate. Um, I don't know. It's just been hard lately, but literally I just broke down so much sobbing and just feeling so seen uh, by God that he would send us all the way to this missionary base with these strangers we've never met who all could just speak God's love and truth um, and hope into our hearts. Yeah, that's great. I love to hear that. And I can relate. It's hard to like open up in the more corporatized Mm -hmm. worship setting yeah yeah um mine would be uh plus one to that um but mine would be yesterday i had a client who uh, i'll be ambiguous because of confidentiality agreement but um this person was going had went through serious trauma and just uh, a type of abuse that i've never gone through so i'm just wondering God, how do, how do I, how do I do this? I, I'm not even equipped to do this. I'm, I've never been through this type of trauma or abuse. Um, how, like literally, I'm not really sure what to do, but throughout the session, it just clicked. And, but this person was uh, just processing things really well. And at the end of it, they found so much freedom and the, the person was able to connect things together um, from the past to the present. Um, so I'm just really grateful that the session went really, really well, way better than I expected. And yeah, when people's lives are changed, then it makes my life uh, better or yeah. it's happier. <laughs> I didn't know how to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it works. So uh, if you enjoyed the show, if you listened this far, thank you. Uh, if you liked it, please consider sharing with a friend or an enemy. Uh, you could share with a cousin. Big fans of that one. We all got cousins. Uh, hopefully we don't all have enemies. But uh, <laughs> you can also get merch on our store to support the show. You can support uh, Let's Unpack That with Alex and Grace. And, you know, check out other shows on the Autism Ministries Podcast Network, which is a mouthful. We just call it A&P, you know, between friends. Uh, on the website in the show notes to find more thoughtful Christian or podcast led by Christians. You know, not necessarily Christian, but you know, you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week when Dr. Thomas Orden and Christian Ashley will be back to discuss differing views on the doctrines of hell. After that, we'll be taking a one-week break from the show to get ready for our mini-series coming up on church art, our ecumenical aesthetics series, and finally, at the end of season one, Francis Chan will be joining us. Uh, someone has to tell him that. Someone has to invite him on the show that he'll like not ignore um, that's hilarious and when he agrees to be on the show he will be the end of season one so uh, we can't wait for that we can't wait for you to be there so thank you see hey, you we next can, week we can, we can put in a good word because he's here in the bay area <laughs> yeah yeah you guys you guys go get francis chan and tell him <laughs> we need him on the show okay yeah
Thank you for listening to the Whole Church Podcast. Again, you could always sponsor our show at patreon.com forward slash the Whole Church Podcast or on captivate.fm or on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a one-time tip through Captivate. Thank you for listening.